Welcome to the BLC Connection Podcast. I'm Karen Wilson and your host for today. These small episodes will focus on local businesses that excel at particular parts of customer care. Today's guest is Tony Lawrence from the Bobby Branch Church of Christ to discuss how the church didn't modify its message, but how it was conveyed in a different way during COVID. Welcome, Tony. Glad to be here. Very excited to have you, um, your son Micah, who is a, a, one of our podcast members, uh, told me about all the innovative things the church has done and continues to do even post-COVID. So let's start, you know, that's kind of a jumping off point. Seems like a lot of things changed um, with COVID, uh, church attendance and people's uh being comfortable, uh, being there, being quarantined, and all of that. So tell us when you and the elders at Bobby's realized that you would need to modify how you reached your members. Well, in about March 2020 is when Tennessee began to really start seeing the uh, COVID take over. And at that time, several members were beginning to respond by limiting their contact, and some felt it necessary to quarantine because of they're high risk and some of them were had even been infected. But at the height of the pandemic, the elders decided that we would go to a Sunday morning only worship and then stream our Sunday evening and classes on Facebook Live. Uh, but when the virus began to spread even a little further, um, it was necessary even for a few Sundays to suspend our services at all, completely. Uh, at one time we had 20% of our congregation that was either infected or quarantine, including myself. And uh, so for that reason, uh, we had to modify things, but we've been back in person now for a long time with all of our services. Well, good. That's that's what everybody really, you know, the traditional way of attending is always uh, pre- preferred by most everyone. But, you know, even people that are home, hey, I don't feel great today. Uh, it's so nice to be able to pull that up either on your phone or tune in on BLTV Channel 6, whatever the preferred um, method is. Um, so what, I guess, were the church's goals when you began to kind of formulate a plan and think about, okay, step one, we're going to have to do something a little bit different. How did that plan take shape? Well, obviously, when we started, we realized we needed to do something for everybody. And um, there were people who were not going to be able to be present. And so what we wanted to do is make sure that we had it uh, where everybody, for instance, was able to participate like they were there. Um, so like they were sitting in a pew. So we included all of our services from the announcements all the way to the closing prayer. And uh, as we began to explore options to do this, obviously there was Facebook Live and that was free. And then there was YouTube and we used both of those. Uh, But we had several members who said, we don't have access to Facebook or we don't want to use Facebook. And so some of them said, could you put it on BLTV? And uh, I contacted Kelvin Bond and Tammy Vinson in late March 2020, and the rest is history. Uh, we've been on ever since then and uh, really enjoy being able to be on BLTV. And I know you all have even taken it to the point of where um, you're, you put your um – meeting your you know your normal meeting uh on there and your vacation bible school as well we did um we uh in fact our gospel meeting was scheduled to be in april 2020 and because of the pandemic and everything shutting down we said well we'll just cancel it and then 
I suggested to our elders, I said, why don't we put it on BLTV and also to stream it on Facebook? And we did and uh, had just an amazing result. In fact, one of our episodes has had on just Facebook, or not Facebook, but YouTube, has had over 3,000 views. And so that's just one option. And uh, so we've had really good results from that. All right. So I guess with all that comes technology. What type of technology did you use or did you kind of look into to make all that happen? Well, when we first started, we realized that this technology existed long before we started. In fact, I had suggested to our elders the possibility of us streaming before this began. But um, a couple of times I had tried Facebook Live and using special meetings and used it and used my own iPhone. Uh, of course, obviously, the microphone wasn't very good. Uh, uh, we had a lot to learn in a short amount of time, and a lot of preachers became uh, televangelists at our <laughs> But uh, we initially used some of my own personal equipment and borrowed a few things, And uh, but we realized real quickly in order to do something well, we had to purchase some quality products. And so um, we purchased uh, a professional microphone, professional uh, camera, and uh, even purchased a streaming computer and the software to use it. In fact, um, that was one of the things that, you know, you want to do it, you want to do it well and do it right. And so we also had to obtain a license for us to legally stream the songs that we sing. You know, everybody's copyrights has to be paid. And so uh, we put everything in place. But One of the things that was real helpful was we use Ecamm software, and uh, it's real simple, real easy to use, and it uh, connects with what's called an Elgato Stream Deck. And so uh, training people to operate it was a concern, but we have it where you just have like four or five buttons, and you just press a button when you start, you press a button when there's the sermon, and it puts my PowerPoint right next to uh, the camera shot. So it... It looks real good. There's other free work, free versions of this, like OBS, but uh, we found Ecamm so easy to use and so easy to train, so that's why we used it. And we've been able to have sufficient speed. Ben Loman came out and worked on getting our speed up fast enough to be able to stream uh, a high-definition signal. And uh, we're looking forward to when fiber gets there, and then we'll be able to even do some more things. We're looking forward to fiber being there. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your team. I guess this is kind of a group effort. You have to have people that, okay, um, John is going to be out this Sunday, so we have to have somebody to replace John. So how many people do you have help? We have about four who rotate. And uh, what we it really didn't take long to train people because there's only just a few buttons that you have to press and uh, like, just to use, for example, when we have our singing, you don't want to hear just the song leader and you want to hear the congregational singing. And so it, when you press one button, it goes to the songs that we uh, display on the screen. And then it also puts the song leader in a little box in the small part. And it changes the microphone from the pulpit microphone where he announces the number to back to one that's back in the back of the auditorium, which picks up the congregational singing. So you press one button and it goes, changes microphones, changes scenes, and 
so that made it very easy. I noticed that whenever I pulled it up on Facebook, I appreciated the fact that you all put the words to the songs up for those viewing so they can participate at home. And then the song leader kind of takes a smaller, he's in a smaller box on the right, still being seen, you know, and leading, but um, that's an extra step that some some congregations wouldn't think about, I, I would think. Well, what makes it great is that one button, <laughs> the stream deck. It's, uh, and so when we train you know, people, it didn't take but just a few minutes. And so after a few days, and we stream live to Facebook. And then uh, the software immediately afterward uploads to YouTube. So those two are taken care of automatically. And then we edit it for the Ben Loman. Uh, BLTV. So yes, we were talking before we started recording that you have taken on the role of editor because we have to have um, the service in 60-minute increments. So you're editing out any unnecessary spots to keep it within that 60-minute time frame. Yes. And uh, I just use my Mac and iMovie, and uh, it produces a you know 1080p signal or so we were able to use that for uh, Ben Loman. I uploaded, and they're able to put it in each week. Yeah, that's nice. For years, people had to come by and bring uh, the actual jump drive or whatever it was saved on. But now with Google and all of those Dropbox and all of that, you don't even have to come into the office. Well, thank you, Tony. We're going to take a short break, but stay with us. More great conversation to come on technology and worship services today on the BLC Connection podcast. I'm Karen Wilson, and this is your Marketing Minute. Leaving our comfort zone isn't something any of us like to do. By definition, we go away from something we know and love into the unknown. But what if by leaving our comfort zone, we bring others something known and loved to the customers, to the patrons or members? Isn't that the goal, to bring something needed to others? Sometimes as an organization, we get caught up in our usual patterns of doing business. We expect the customer to come to us. We expect them to communicate with us on our terms and at the times we say. Regardless of the type of business or organization you are a part of, I challenge you to step out of your comfort zone. Utilize your team's talents and brainstorm new ways of sending out your message. If you don't have a team, look at the community and see how other businesses can help you achieve your goals. Even in small towns, there are resources for technology, marketing, accounting, and the list goes on and on. These resources might even be found in your very group. Our world is changing and we can adapt without losing our purpose or integrity. Some things will never replace the human connection made with face-to-face interaction, but when those times aren't possible, be ready to give your customers the best in a new way. I'm Karen Wilson, and this is your BLC Marketing Minute. We are back with Tony Lawrence, Minister of the Bobby Branch Church of Christ in Warren County. Tony, let's pick back up with what response you had um, as a church, you had from your membership and the community in making the worship services more accessible to those who are unable to attend in person. Well, initially, our response was just overwhelming. Uh, we had a lot of people who were viewing our services who had, um, 
were never there in person. Um, we had a lot of people, for instance, in distant places, as well as those people who were in our community but were unable to attend, like those who were shut in for a long time or even some who were in nursing homes or uh, in various places like that. Uh, people actually were in the hospital were watching our services. Um, so we had a need that we'd not been meeting. And so it, it really, uh, we found out that we were reaching a whole lot of people. Uh, we heard from people a long way off on Facebook and YouTube, but we heard a lot from people here locally. Uh, I go to Walmart and people stop and say, hey, I saw you on <laughs> church Sunday. And uh, that really sort of uh, captured our attention. Um, but as the pandemic has subsided, there's been some concern, a lot of people that, you know, if you're continuing to stream, that just makes it easy for people to stay home in their fuzzy slippers and, you know, not attend in person. But I think most of the people, once they got an opportunity to get out and enjoy getting back to services and the personal nature of it. And, uh, but our statistics are telling us we're still reaching a lot of people, uh, when you contacted me, I thought, well, I'm going to check and see how many just in the last month and in the last 28 days on YouTube, we've had over 122 hours watched um, and then much more on Facebook Live. We've had 4,100 people view our uh, videos and they've watched 326 hours. And uh, that's just from those two. And um we know there's a lot of people who watch the Ben Loman TV uh, every week because they call and say, hey, I, I caught this or I caught that, and some of them watch it regularly. Do you feel that people appreciated the fact that the way it was done, they felt like they were actually at the service versus just putting a camera on a minister standing in a, you know, in front of a podium, but they actually saw you know heard the prayer um they would hear maybe some of the announcements or or that kind of thing do you think there was an appreciation for that oh definitely i i just think there's a lot of people who are really appreciative of the fact that they feel like they've been to worship rather than feeling like they just watched a sermon somewhere and so you know they sing at home they pray at home and they open their bibles you know i didn't mention but on you know we're not only airing our worship services, but our Bible classes as well. And uh, we have a lot of people who are keeping up with our Bible classes on a regular basis who may attend other congregations, but they may want to study like we're studying Ezekiel on Wednesday night. And so if that's an interest to them, they're tuning in and uh, later and watching the program as well. Now, as far as your membership goes locally, um, did you all have your communion available to be picked up during that time as they, you know, wanted to participate in that part of the services? We did. We actually set aside a time on Fridays for people to come by if they wanted to, and we put it right next to the door. And uh, if somebody didn't want to, you know, get out of their car, they could call the office and we bring it out to them. Uh, we had a lot of people who did that for a while. And, of course, you know, it's phased back now as the pandemic is going away. I, th there's not nearly as much of that. We're still using the individual packets, but still we're uh, we're not having near as many people who are just coming by and picking up the communion. Yeah, it seems like that, that may be a permanent change uh, 
just you know the individual is is more not as many people touching it and that type of thing so that that may continue i would say so does bobby i guess continue to you know or plan to continue to utilize uh traditional media but youtube and facebook you know post pandemic you feel like you're going to continue on that route I have no doubt. Um, it's meeting a need. It's allowed us into people's homes that would never come and visit us. You know, people who would feel like, you know, they don't they don't feel comfortable coming to someone else's building. They don't know what they believe and what they practice. And so this way they can watch it. There's non-threatening in any way. It's uh, And, you know, that way they can feel like, and it's actually, we have a lot of people who visited us who said, you know, we've seen your presence on Facebook and uh, other ways and so it's really an outreach tool for us as well well that's what I, my, my follow-up to that was even outreach beyond uh warren county um i think of like out west and places where the population is spread out a lot and there's not churches you know within say we're we're used to we're kind of spoiled here mm-hmm. there's a church within five minutes of most everyone's home but in other places and even around the world, that's not possible. Does it kind of like even maybe a, a mission type field these days? Well, I'm sure it is because we uh, probably rarely a week goes by. I don't get a, a communication from somebody in Africa or India or uh, in fact, if you drill down into the analytics, which I do, it's just of interest to me. You find out that uh, um, we may have, you know, 30, 40 people each week watching from Uganda and you, you don't even think about the fact of how many people you might be reaching in other areas. You know, some communicate, but uh, it, I'm sure many don't. And uh, But the fact that you are reaching people, perhaps, who in congregation may not even have a preacher, and they want to have a, you know, be able to have a sermon from somewhere else. Well, Tony, I feel like we've talked about maybe even a positive side to the pandemic. Uh, I know it was painful and hard for all of us and brought a lot of loss and challenges, but it seems like Bobby's and other churches have really risen up and almost found a new way to to reach people. Well, you know, the old phrase is, is with challenges comes opportunities. When life gives you lemons— make lemonade so you you look at the opportunity that's uh it's you know it was negative it hurt our attendance but yet i think we're probably reaching more people than we ever have so that's the positive side of it mm-hmm. well we heard it here bobby's made lemonade out of lemons <laughs> and and as many people did so thank you tony for being our guest on this special edition of the blc connection podcast We invite our listeners to tune in for future podcasts and share this content with other businesses. Until next time, this is your BLC Connection.